Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today we are going to talk about something that is critically important to our industry, that being safety. We have with us Shannon Niles. Shannon is the safety director for Parrot Corporation. He is also serving as the chairman of our safety and health committee for AGC in Missouri, has been for the last couple of years. So Shannon, thank you. Thank you for having me. The importance of safety has never been higher in the construction industry. So how did you get into it? What's your background of how you really became a safety director? So years ago, my dad owned a construction company. I worked in construction for him after I turned 17, 18 years old. I went to school to do aviation technology and was actually going to be a fighter jet pilot. That's pretty interesting. We're going to be uh, what branch of the service? I was wanting to go Navy or Air Force. When I got out of the, they told me to go to college so that I could go in as an officer, get an aviation degree. I'd be able to start and be right into the flight schools once I got in. Unfortunately, the Cold War ended. That gives you a little (laughs) bit of history about my age. (laughs) And they said I'd be flying C-130s dropping food or something over Mm -hmm. third world countries, which didn't really interest me. While I was in school, I thought, man, I'm wasting my time with all these electives, so I'm going to get a minor. So I decided to effectively get a minor in safety, thinking maybe NTSB or something like that with those two combinations. When I got out of college, I went back to work in construction. Unfortunately, I had a fraternity brother of mine want a job, so we brought him in. He's working kind of the summer and the fall. He decided to make a bad decision and go into a trench. Um, The trench caved in. He was buried. Spent about six months in the hospital. He did survive. Did not get to speak to him much after that. He didn't have have a whole lot to do with us. About two years later, the company really went full force into safety. We had everything in place. Everything was right. I was running a job, trench box in place. I um, actually was digging out to move the trench box. The trench box wouldn't move, so I told everybody, just hold up, I'm gonna come back and dig back. While I was finishing digging and getting ready, the laborer decided to walk out of the trench box, trench caved in around him and killed him. Oh, God. So I jumped off the machine, jumped down, went to hand dig him out, blood started squirting out of his ears, took his pulse, he was dead, so I dug a dead man out. So you had two personal experiences that really led you to understand the importance of safety on the job sites. Yeah, those two experiences became very critical in my decision to change my career path. I tried to work in entrenching more. It didn't work out for me. I just couldn't kind of put it behind me. So I knew I had the minor in safety. I went to another school after talking to some safety consultants and some safety people. They recommended that, so I went back and got another degree, full-fledged degree in safety. And from then on, I have been a safety director or in the safety profession for 20-plus years now. And one thing I can say is I believe in what I do. It's about people, 100% about people, 
and nobody ever should have to live through watching somebody die or die on a job site. Oh, never. Now, how long have you been the safety director for Peric? I've been at Peric Corporation for 13 years, be 14 years, August 30th of this year. Now, what's been your biggest accomplishment there since you've been at Peric to sort of prevent the things happening that you experienced? I think that I've, you know, been able to change the culture at Peric. Um, when I first got there, there was a little bit of a culture that safety was just a nuisance, in my opinion. Over time, we've changed that culture. People believe in safety. We want to do the right thing at all times. We believe in protecting people. And we put the programs and procedures in place to protect them. What sort of things? What would be an example of that? When I first got there, they didn't even have a full-time safety glasses program, so we changed that. We wanted to protect people that way. You know, now we've got stretch and flex. We're looking at ergonomics programs. We're in the OSHA AGC partnership. Um, that takes a major commitment. We're actually filling out our application right now to submit for voluntary protection program under OSHA for Region 7. So we have such a commitment at PERIC now based on the 13 years I've been there, that we are we want to take it above and beyond anything and what anybody else does. What was the biggest hurdle you had to face in implementing that or changing that culture? I think when you come into a company, and even when I do an interview, I tell the company it takes five years to change a culture. The culture when I got there was, hey, you know, you don't have to write this down. Don't tell anybody this is going on. We don't have to report every incident. Now, it took time to get through that and some standard operating procedures that, you know, they used to, this is standard operating procedure. We may surf on a scaffold. Now, this is what OSHA says. You know, to get everybody to understand this is what we do to protect people. It took four or five years, but when we got there, we got there, and we keep growing and expanding that safety program. Because it really takes commitment, everybody from the C-suite all the way down to the lowest person on the totem pole to really make it effective. Yes, it takes commitment from everybody. I mean, upper management and the executives have to give us the commitment and the funds to do what we need to do to make everybody safe, which is never a problem at Peric. And you got to have the guys in the field. The supervisors and foremen have to believe in what you're doing. They have to send that message to each and every worker. And that also starts with our orientation process so that the workers know that when they come into our company, they are expected to do safety. It's not just something we say, it's something we do. Now the workforce is changing, the job site's changing, technology is changing. What are some of the challenges that you're, you know, you've built a very successful program. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing looking ahead the next three to five years? I think the challenge has been with us for the last three to five and going to continue on in the construction industry. We have an aging workforce. We have to figure out how they can work smarter. We have to utilize tools and equipment. You know, there's these new bionic arms out there that actually mount on equipment to help take weight off of guys when they're working. There's so much technology advances, we have to look at that kind of stuff to help the workers protect their bodies. Yeah, that extra skeletal sort of suits and all those sort of things. So that can, in essence, extend a worker's productive career and keep them safe at the same time. Yeah, that's that's what we the way, why we're looking at it. It gives us that opportunity that these guys are going to be able to work longer. They're going to be able to work smarter. They're going to be safer, less shoulder wear and tear, less back wear and tear, and it's going to be they're going to live a better life even when they retire. 
Now, how long have you been the chair of the Safety and Health Committee? Is this your second year? I'm uh, on my second year, which is my last year of my term. (laughs) (laughs) Don't smile too much when you say that. What have been some of the things that you've seen happen there on the Safety and Health Committee that are helping our members prepare for where the safety culture is going? Well, I think when I stepped into the chair, I'd been in the AGC OSHA partnership, and Bill McDonald with OSHA, he always bragged about the lessons learned that I brought into the partnership stuff and that kind of stuff. And he said, well, I'd really love to see the AGC have like a clearinghouse for lessons learned and different best practices that the smaller contractors could benefit from. So one of the first things we did was we took and we set up an AGC website, on the AGC website, we set up a page for a clearinghouse so that all companies can submit lessons learned. Now, if they want to take their name out of it, they can take their name out of it, all that logistical stuff. But that lessons learned are out there and they're searchable. So any contractor that's a member of the AGC can get in, they can look up lessons learned, find out what's happening to other contractors and use that to make their employees safe. We're expanding that to standard operating procedures, basic safety policies, anything that we can put out there that we can benefit other contractors with is what we're trying to do. And I think that so far it's it's slow, but it's moving, and there's we're getting the information out there, and I think that's going to be a great asset for all the members of the AGC. But that that's a real-world tool. That's not something that somebody made up or came out of a textbook. It's something that actually occurred on the job site, and it's a real learning opportunity for folks who tap into that. Yeah, I mean, this is what's happening. I mean, every incident that occurs at Peric, we do a lessons learned. Um, if we have a near hit, we do a lessons learned. So we're not afraid to share those lessons learned and get them out there so people, other companies can learn from them and not repeat the same mistakes that might happen on our projects. And I know there's a lot of contractors in the St. Louis area that are members of the AGC and the OSHA partnership that are also sharing all their information. So it's going to help benefit everybody. It's a great resource. Now, you've also been extremely active in working to get on-site health and safety into the St. Louis marketplace. I know you and a couple other of our members use this in other parts of the country, and now we're getting it off the ground in the St. Louis marketplace, Missouri marketplace. So can you talk a little bit about that whole process? Yeah, on-site health and safety is a company that's out of California. They come to the site, they do triage and treat first aid injuries. They will recommend whether you need to take them for further medical treatment or give us what we can do to protect our workers or help them through any minor injuries that they have. Um, They also will do drug testing and post-accident drug testing and alcohol testing. And then also um, they'll do training on your site for your employees. So they have a lot of services, respirator fit tests, medical tests. They can give tetanus shots. So it's a great resource when something happens on the job versus you having to pack up an employee and take them to a doctor and spend two or three, four hours. Within 45 minutes, this service comes to your site, evaluates the injury, can do all the first aid treatment and all that type of stuff. And then if they feel you need to go to a doctor, they're going to tell you, hey, you need to go seek further medical attention. Or they're going to say, hey, we can do it this way and they take care of it, and it works out great. The employees love it. They're getting medical attention on site, and it really helps the companies not have to spend a lot of time and resources going to the medical professionals unless we have to. That was a pet project of mine for about five years, and then finally we were able to get the committee and everybody on board and make this thing happen in the St. Louis market. 
And I'll be honest with you, I talked to a couple of the technicians the other day. They said, hey, they're getting busy. They've expanded into Illinois with a new person now, and it's going really well. So it's really, it benefits the craft worker, faster treatment, better treatment. They can still get to the hospital if they need to. It benefits the contractor because you have less lost time. I'm assuming that you as a company are really seeing some benefits from this. It's a win-win. I mean, it, the benefits are fantastic. I mean, 45 minutes, we have somebody on site taking care of our employee. If it's 911, we would call 911, but it takes me 45 minutes to an hour to get into a doctor. So to get that initial treatment and initial triage and the initial what what's wrong with this employee, what, what needs to be done, that's the fastest service you can get. And typically they're there within 20 to 25 minutes, so it's faster than 45. Now, I know one of the other things that the Safety and Health Committee is looking at is this suicide prevention that at the last meeting, our recent meeting, there was discussion about the level of suicide in the construction industry being higher than other industries, and I know that's something the committee is looking at going forward. Oh uh, Yeah, we're, we're looking at what we can do. We're going to bring some trainers into our safety forum and talk about suicide prevention, and we're looking to see what's out there so that companies can move some training forward and figure out, you know, make sure that employees know that if they have issues, they can reach out to the Carpenters Health and Wellness Program. They can reach out to the company health and wellness programs. They can reach out and get the help they need before it's too late. Anything else the Safety and Health Committee is working on or Peric is working on or Shannon Niles are working on that we ought to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, the AGC partnership, which most of the committee members are in the AGC-Missouri OSHA partnership, um, we're actually trying to make that region-wide now. So instead of it just being covered in the state of Missouri, we are in the process of working with OSHA to make that cover Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska. So that's a big win if we can get that done for all of the contractors here in St. Louis that are venturing into those other states now. So that's a big thing we're working on. The other thing we're working on with the SLCCC, um, we're working on a clearinghouse training facility to partner with the unions and the AGC to come over and help us track the training and make sure that the owners, we're getting the guys orientated for what the owners need before they go on their sites. It's going to be a great, great benefit for the St. Louis market if we can get it going. We are working hard at it. McCarthy and I know several other contractors that I'm working with on the committee, we're all heavily involved in trying to make this thing a successful project also. So so safety is not a static issue. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of new issues coming up that the committee keeps their eye on now. Safety is a constantly moving target. When you work in the construction safety industry, nothing ever stays the same. You always have equipment moving. You always have people moving. So when you're out on site, it's always moving. The industry is no different from a safety perspective. We always have to watch what's coming from OSHA, what's going on in industry, what the workforce is doing, what kind of training the workforce needs. you got to look at the trends of what's happening on your job sites and the job sites of any contractor that will share so that you can benefit from it and you can protect your workers and the people that are around you. Any closing message? Uh, just always stay focused. We have a motto at Peric: eyes on. If your eyes are on, you're going to be on, and it doesn't matter if you're just watching out for yourself. You should watch out for everybody around you. Keep your eyes on safety, your eyes on the ball, and take care of the people working around you. 
Well, Shannon Niles, thanks very much. We'll make sure that everybody who listens to this keep their eyes on and we'll shoot for zero accidents going forward. Okay, thank you, Lynn. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.